It is Oscar Sunday. It is Podcast Sunday. It is a, uh, a sunny day in Los Angeles. I'm wackadoo. I'm a little tired. Got up in the middle of the night, did Fox and Friends, came back, grabbed a couple hours of sleep. We got a killer show. It's a great show. Later on, I got a, an awesome interview with Lisa Tate. She's one of the frequent contributors to WaffesParty.com. Last week, we did our, our best of show. I was on the road. Before that, we did, we had Paul Hare on the show. It's, it's fantastic. It's all coming together and I love it. We got, we got the, we got the gypsy on the other end of the soup can and string. How's it going? Very good. It's actually a sunny day in North Georgia and the first one we've had in over a week. I really thought we were ending or we were entering the second flood. I think it's everybody that, uh, I don't know, climate change, whatever you want to call it. I think everybody's having a, a rough winter. I know I, it's been. I just call it rain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which is technically a change in the climate. Uh, it's been crazy not cold. deadly kind. No. No. It, it certainly isn't. It certainly isn't deadly. So. Uh, I just want to, just a couple quick updates. As I said, later on, we got a great, a great, I really, really like Lisa. I, I, and you guys, when, when I, in, in the description of theloftestparty.com, it says, you know, for geeks and gamers and people who are into life, liberty, and the pursuit of some serious happiness, this is the geek part. This is the geek part. I could, I could have talked with Lisa for the, for, for we could have done an hour. We could have done an hour. Just on uh, our love of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, so just so you know, that's that's what's going on. And Lisa uh, also does a good job spreading some serious happiness. She's a very positive she does. person. She does. I didn't I didn't realize that she was into uh, you know the, the the car community and the the classic cars and all that stuff. It's wonderful. It's a, it's it's a good time. Now, of course, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, this week about the Oscars. We're going to talk about, uh, Jussie Smollett. Uh, we're going to talk about Laura Logan. We're going to talk about North Korea, the Democratic Field, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. All that wow. stuff is coming up. We're going to be talking about Robert Kraft. We're going to be talking about R. Kelly. It's all of this will be in the show. And, and Gypsy, you've got, you've got some, the, the inside scoop. And this is what I love about, uh, about you and, uh, the, the, the incredible research you're doing, another project you're working on, a series of articles. We're going to get to all that good stuff. It's it's wonderful and good, and it's hopefully why people are digging the podcast. A couple of updates uh, that I want to give you, uh, and these in these are in no particular order. Okay, so I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, update number one: uh, the Patreon is is coming right along. We picked up a couple new Patreon people. Uh, I still, I'm bad at this. I've never done this before. It's, it's like the website you got. It's like, it's like the podcast. It's like the website. It's like all of it. I've never done this before. So I appreciate you being patient with me. Uh, one of the things that Patreon says to do is like, well, set a goal, set a goal. I'm still working on the goals. <laughs> I really am. Cause like one of the things that I want to do and, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not a business guy. I'm a, I, I tell jokes. I, I like to create, so I appreciate your patience. But like in terms of goals, I'll just generally spitball some uh, to get some uh, 
for for people like uh, Paul Hare and people like uh, the Gypsy over here and and Rick who produces and and Lisa who's for everyone who contributes to the greater good of the the giant family of the loftusparty.com I want to get some money in their pockets and then uh as well and this is not I want to uh grow awareness for the site. Now you guys are helping, you're doing your part, you're you're sharing the videos and you're subscribing and you're telling your friends about it. So that's great. I got to buy some old school ads. And then and this is in terms of the priorities that I have to figure out. The other thing that I want to do is uh increase the quality of everything. The the videos on the YouTube channel, the videos on the loftusparty.com. I sat down uh with some people. It's always good to have people who have who have never been to the loftusparty.com. They've never been to the website. They look, they give feedback. So the money's not going to be wasted. I feel I you guys have no idea how much guilt I feel uh, about being on, on Patreon. It, it is weird. It's, it's you can make the argument that it is like internet panhandling. However, uh, I'm not I'm not running out and buying drugs with the money. It's all it's all actually going to the thing, the loftusparty.com and increasing the quality. So I just want to say I I genuinely appreciate it. And uh, I'm not wasting anybody's money. I'm not I'm not out in front of the Internet 7-Eleven trying to score uh, uh, a six pack of Coors Light. OK, so that's that. So thank you guys for that. Update number two is uh, the deplorable show. Now, last week we did a best of. I was I was on the road, and that's why I love doing the interviews because we can we can put that kind of stuff together. The deplorable show it it gives me faith in humanity. It gives me uh, hope for the country. We stopped we stopped in Albany, and it was very cold. Albany is a weird town. My home. Yeah, it, you have a very weird hometown there, Gypsy. Thank you have you. a very. Yeah, I mean, architecturally. Architecturally speaking, mm-hmm. there's some of the most beautiful the, – the state capitol, the capitol building is mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. You go around corner after corner and you're like, look at that. Look at that. And then you have these these giant monstrosities in the middle. I don't know when the last time you were back, but these things look like they were built in the 70s. Oh, they, they've and been it, there my whole life. We have our own little twin towers there. Um there's like four the little state t- museums, like, pretty funky. Um, yeah, it, it just looks like something out of uh, the, the 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 Eastern European old Soviet giant, just like g- these giant monoliths of poured concrete. It was horrible. <laughs> the, those buildings, I just I hate them. This postmodern, I I can't stand them. Yep. But a lot of the stuff was beautiful, and we performed in this place called the Egg. Are you familiar with the Egg? I am very familiar with the Egg, and it looks like a half an egg. Yeah, <laughs> from the yeah. outside, yes. And it was it was a really weird, a uh, really odd space. Like a, mm-hmm. once you were inside it, it was great, but mm, not a fan of the Egg. How so? Uh, be that as it may. The show was fantastic. A boatload of people came out. A mm-hmm. boatload of people came out. We had an awesome time. And because then we went on. is not the city. Oh, the, the, I, it was so fun. It was so fun to talk to people in Albany after the show. Mm-hmm. After the show. Cause they kept like a, they kept apologizing. They kept apologizing 
for what uh, for what Cuomo's doing, and uh, it, it and it's just and I and, and all you can say is you you guys are are the absolute you're the best example of why you need an electoral college because right. the state of New York is run by Manhattan. Uh, and what's good for Manhattan ain't good for the rest of the state. So that's, that's why we have an electoral college. So that, so that doesn't happen on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just quickly, just, I'm gonna bang this out as fast as I can. Uh, Cleveland. So, we were down in the Playhouse Square in Cleveland. That was insane. So the, 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 this, the crowd was, was really big in Albany. It was huge in Cleveland. And wow, and that city, they, Playhouse Square is fantastic. Uh, a boatload of people came out. The, the audience response was just nuts. It was just nuts. And we got, we got video of all this stuff. I'm not allowed to release it yet. Uh, they're being very careful about what, where they're doing it, and there's a bunch of considerations to be made, but I cannot wait for people to see the Cleveland show. And then, and then Nashville. Holy cow. Holy Nashville. cow. It, it was, well, there was some heartbreak there. There was, some, listen, the show was, the show was, uh, nuts. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, and, and it's, and it's fun to watch everyone like get their sea legs, like the, the deplorable choir. It's, it's legitimately, it's like these three girls from Texas who got together, like literally and made these songs, put them on the internet. And now they're starting to like get their uh, stage legs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Terrence Williams is, is, is bringing it. Now here's the, the now here comes the sad part. Sad part number one, uh, Brian Hayner and, uh, Steve Mudflat McGrew and I, we went out to net. At like after the show, we do the meet and greet. Took a met a bunch of great people. Everyone had a blast. Completely not so bonkers. So then we decide, you know what? Even though we have early flights the next day, we're in Nashville. We gotta go see, you know, some some great live performances. Broadway. I don't, I don't know when you were in Nashville last, but oh my goodness, we went down to like the, the big, like the main drag. Yep, uh, Broadway. Oh, it was awful. You're kidding. It was just, no, Last no, time it I was, was there 2015 for the MR, NRA National Conference. And it was great. Were you down, were you down there at night or during the day? I was down there all the time. I mean, yeah, we were, uh, one night a bunch of us went out and we were in the honky tonks until like 3 a.m. Oh my gosh. Maybe it was just a bad night. It was a Sunday night. Yeah, we, we were, we were staying relatively close. We were right, we were, we were literally right at the end of Printer's Alley, which mm-hmm. I just should have stayed there. I just should have stayed in Printer's Alley. We went down to Broadway and it was, listen, like hip hop's not my bag. There's some stuff that I like, but this was just, the streets and sidewalks were just full of drunk people out of control. The hip hop is blaring and it's like, it was so surreal because all, all the bars have like these honky tonk names. They have like these country names and it's just like hip hop is blaring. DJs are making, it's like, it hip-hop? just like there. Yes. Okay, yes. That's weird. I, could, I, I could hear zero country music. Zero. When I was there, it and was kind of like a, a combination of country 
um, and then kind of the more like Max Bo- Matchbox Twenty, Black Crows, that kind of music. Maybe it was a I, listen. I'm I'm not kidding. Maybe it was like a specialty night. Maybe it was like Hip Hop Sunday or something. I'm not Maybe. even kidding. And like and I and I really I, I don't want people to think that I I, I don't hate hip hop, but like some of it's great, some of it's fantastic. However, when you go to Nashville, you, you, there's there's an expectation of <laughs> oh there'll be country music. <laughs> it's like. It's Your like brain kind of went. Yeah, it, it, right. It just—it was like a disconnect. It was like being in a twilight zone. It, yeah. it would be like going to, uh, like like Disney World, and and suddenly the the entire park is about zombies. You're like not not to say not to say about people are zombies, like that. but it's like that that weird disconnect. Yeah. So that that part kind of bummed me out because uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Hayner, uh, and not to demit, take away from what anyone else is doing, Brian Hayner is like a, a phenomenal guitarist. You guys have no idea. You, you have to come out to see a show. He is, uh, uh, he's good buddies with, uh, Peter Frampton. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and he's played on some records that you've definitely heard and it's all fantastic. Now, I'll do this last update, and then I swear we're going to jump into some actual news and some politics and all that other uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, Terrence. Terrence K. Williams. Uh, the, he's on The Deplorable Show. That's how I met him. He's got a huge social media presence. He's uh, we, we, were hung, we, we hung out together for a, a really long weekend. Uh, we were performing together at Mar-a-Lago. He's just a great kid. He's just a great kid, and I don't uh, I don't want to talk out of school about this guy. He, but he's now starting to talk about it on stage. He had a a rough childhood. He he had a rough one. Uh, there was a, a single mom. There was drug abuse. There was foster homes, and uh, he's been on his own for a long time. And he's a, a fierce defender of. The American dream uh, of capitalism of this country. He loves he loves President Trump, and and he's doing it. He he's lit. He is the embodiment of the American dream. Like pick yourself up from the bootstraps. I I really really like this kid. I, I care about him deeply. I enjoy his company. I like his videos. I I I legitimately don't have a bad thing to say about this human being. He got invited to the White House uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and for the Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a very cool. Th- he's got a very funny joke about it. You know, he's like going to the White House for Black History Month. He will invite some white people to go with him, but they have to agree to like carry his bags. It was like that, that kind of thing. Uh, so he's in a he's in like a in a lift or in an Uber, and I don't know how the accident happened, but I saw the pictures of it. He got he got crashed into pretty darn good. So he's in a hospital in DC. He's got a, a fractured neck and some fractured fractures on his spine. He's got all the feeling in his fingers and toes. Oh, he's good. able to get up and and walk around, but he's he's still in a neck brace and so he's he's not uh he's not a 100%. He's not going to be in the next couple shows maybe. God bless him. He's like, I will see you in Evansville. I will see you in Evansville. I will see you in Dubuque. And I'm like, dude, you got to take a knee. 
like I I herniated a disc, mm-hmm. and that's not a that's not even a fracture. That's just like some of that little jelly between your you know spinal the, those discs. A little bit of that just like squirt, and that was that was enough. That was enough. I, I was I was down for the count for like two weeks. I can't imagine uh, dealing with fractures. So. Oh. As a survivor of a really bad accident who didn't have fractures, dude, stay in bed. Do what your doctor says. Don't worry about the boot. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take a knee. So I don't think he's going to be with us, uh, this weekend in, in Evansville and Dubuque. And, and I really, honestly, I don't, I don't even want him to try. I don't even want him to try. Like you get on a plane and there's turbulence and you get like, no, no. So we're sending out, uh, thoughts and prayers, uh, to, to Terrence. We'll Holy smoke! That was a, that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. I'm looking. I'm looking at my clock. We ate up a lot of time. So uh, just really quickly, you know, we'll, we'll flip flop it. We'll do we'll do entertainment first, and then we'll close out with politics because entertainment is is not going to take long. Uh, the Oscars the only, are tonight. Yeah, the only Oscar nominated picture I've seen is um, Black Panther. So I got nothing. Same. Same here. Same here. I got, I got, I got nothing. I, I got, got nothing, nothing too. Uh, all like, all I can glean from it is if you look at the nominees, it's like Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, uh, Green Book. Uh, there's a lot of learning I think we're supposed to do as a culture. That was the joke that I was doing on, yeah. on Fox and Friends this morning. I think, I think yeah, this, is, gonna, this is a, a learning year for the I'm Oscars. I'm not going to pay to learn when I want to pay to be entertained. I am saying that. Yes. And if you are going to teach me something, you but you better bury that message in such a great story that I don't even know I'm learning. Super you have to deep. you have to yeah. put so much sugar on that spoon, I cannot taste the medicine. You got to put so much cheeseburger on that pill that my me being a dog person, I can't taste it. I swear to God. I don't know. Why do you why do you honestly think Gen X is so freaking libertarian and just like leave us the heck alone? Star Wars. I I I really I I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right, and that that goes to the politics being downstream from pop culture. Yep. That that is you, there's such a great and that's that's a timeless that's that's you know and Star Wars this is great this is this dovetails perfectly into the discussion uh, that I have with with Lisa and and Tolkien. Star Wars was just a great myth. It's just a great myth. It's it's it's, it's King Arthur. It's it's Greek mythology. It's all that stuff. It's just a good story. One person can overcome, yada, yada, yada. And I, I think you're right. I think that is, that had a huge impact on, on Gen X. And now we're, we're reaping the millennials who came up with like the Care Bears and, uh, Teletubbies and you can't do it alone. You can only do it if you're part of a team and caring is sharing. And, and legitimately that's, and that's uh, that why. is the birth of socialism. We are, yeah. we are reaping what we have sown. That's why millennials were on Team Iron Man and Gen Z was on Team Cap. Yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, I think that whole, you know, I will still say, swear to God, Infinity War is the most most pro-life movie I've ever seen. Like, in general yes. entertainment. Yeah. Everybody's fighting the guy who wants to control the population. I love it. 
It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, and you know what? Here's how stupid I am. That, that never even occurred to me. That never even occurred to me. And that's just such an awesome. That's a strong, strong point. Yeah. That's what uh, Thanos is doing. Population control. Of Tom Steyer and Cecile Richards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With his ball sack chin. He's an environmentalist and a population control geek. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's the villain. I think that's awesome. Yes, he is. And and you know what else? The, The other wonderful thing about it is like he truly believes what he's saying. Oh yes. Just like, just like the, the Planned Parenthood people, just like, you know, uh, the, the dude in the Virginia socialists. and the, and the state of New York. They're like, mm-hmm. they jet, they believe it. Oh, they yes. believe it. And you'll see, it'll be better. It'll be better. It's a near religious fervor. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. You guys, we have a great show for you. We're gonna, now we're gonna get to the, my interview with, with Lisa Tate, who's phenomenal. You're gonna love her. Uh, I had a, a great conversation with her. And then on the other side of that, we're gonna do, we're gonna talk some politics. We, we have to talk about Jussie Smollett. We gotta talk about Laura Logan, North Korea. We gotta talk about socialism and all this wonderful stuff. It's a great, great show. You got a good one. You got a good one. Here's my interview with Lisa Tate. Okay, as promised, we, we've got an ongoing set of interviews with what I like to call the LoftusParty.com OGs. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Paul Hare, we were talking to him. I have Lisa Tate with us. Lisa is, is broadcasting from somewhere in North America. Uh, Lisa, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We made it. Okay. Yes, I, I can. Our, it seems like uh, two, just yesterday. Two cans piece of string is working. Cool, but you can't hear me. Yes, fantastic. Now, you have uh, you have you brought balance to the force, I guess, with uh, theloftestparty.com. It's it's one of the things that I really really dig uh, about the site. I love I love the whole culture aspect of the site. I, I like. Love what you're doing. I love what Paul is doing. I love what uh, what I bring. And and I'm and, and as people discover the site and they're they're starting to interact more, it's it's awesome. So I'll tell you, gentle listeners, right now, Lisa and I are going to geek out a little bit. We are it's going to be a little bit geeky. A couple things. Uh, Lisa and I are, are big Studio Ghibli fans. If you don't know who Studio Ghibli is. Well, prepared to go to school for a little bit. And I understand, Lisa, you're also a big uh, uh, Tolkien fan. Huge. You know, just, I'm, I'm quote unquote one of those. You know, <laughs> you know I absolutely, I actually love Tolkien. I, I am too. And I actually have uh, my first tattoo picked out. And it's going to be. There, there's a couple things that I want that, that I want the, the tattoo of, and I got to do it. But my my first, the, I think the first one that I'm going to get, I, I'm going to tell you two things. Uh, it's from Tolkien, and and it will be in Elven. So that's that's you, what a geek you, I am for this thing. Are you going to get the uh, not the little um, nine that all the original cast members had? Are you? Do they have the little? No. Oh, good, because. <laughs> 
this is gonna this is something of of my own design, but it will it will feature Elvish script and it will also feature uh the tree of Gondor. <laughs> oh wow. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Yeah, I've that, saved that's... all these images from Pinterest. I put the whole thing together. I always like the Rohan images. Yeah. Yeah. Those are they're always good. My they're, they're they're yeah. really good stuff. Okay, so here's I wanna I'm gonna get caught up. I wanna here's like some basic uh not some basic questions, but like here are some things that I wanna know. What's the last really great movie you saw? The last really great movie I saw? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It can be in the. It can be. It can be theater. It can be Blu-ray. But what do you see where you were like, "Damn, that was that was impressive. That was original. That was good. I enjoyed it." Oh man. And it's sad, you know. I've been really bad about getting out to the theaters. Um, I I mentioned um animation uh, with the Oscars coming up. Um. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on big screen is probably one of the prettiest things wow. um, Now, I missed that one. I, I didn't see that, and I'm bumming. I'm kicking myself. It looked like it looked like a cash grab from Sony. It looked like a ca- It looked like they were hitting the ATM. They were yeah, just that, churning out. Uh, but I heard great things about that movie. Yeah, my initial impression was that too, because um, you know, there's been jokes. It's like, okay, how many Spider-Mans now? We've gone through the three with uh, Tobey Maguire, and then uh, no. and now we're up to Tom Holland. I can't remember the guy in between, but and now they did the other ones that are Miles Morales, by the way, who was um, created by uh, my favorite comic book writer, Brian Michael Bendis. So oh, wow. that's one reason I wanted to see it because I love Bendis' writing. And, um, that it was, it's just really, it, it's really impressive. You know, even if you don't like the Spider-Man universe, it's amazing to see what they did visually and blendy style animation. I mean, as far as artwork, it's just, wow. And, um, I'm somebody that doesn't give a rat's behind about whether there's girls or whether there's boys or whether there's people of whatever color skin from green to blue to black to white. I want a good story and that's all I care about and that's all anybody should care about when they're writing. Well, I think it did it right. You just, you just nailed it on the head uh, as, as fate would have it. Uh, I thought it was a really smart joke. I was on, I was on Fox and friends this morning and we were talking about uh, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the girl who's playing, uh, Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel, whatever, in the new Marvel movie. Originally uh, Captain Marvel. She's like, I don't want a bunch of guys interviewing me. It's all, you know, blah, 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 girl power. And then I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge Tolkien fan. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, right off the shelves in terms of geek culture and, and yeah. Star Wars as well. And with Kathleen Kennedy and the, and the people from Star Wars, they have a story that sucks. And then they wrap themselves up with, oh, it's because you can't ha- handle a, 
a strong female character. So I told this. I told this. was annoying to me. It's yeah. so annoying. I, t- I did this joke on Fox and Friends today. And it's you like, know, I like, love yeah, they've never, Star they, Wars. I love Princess Leia since I was seven. There have always been girls in Star Wars. You know, my it, goodness, yeah. there's always been powerful women in Hollywood. Yeah. My, my freaking Gone with the Wind. Yes. And, gone and with the, the Wind for crying. The Alien franchise. My, my thing is this. Don't hide behind people being mean to you because you didn't write a good character. I don't care what, what they're doing. And, you know, there were, they, um, they brought in characters in the latest Star Wars that look like, we're just gonna throw these in here. And yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with Rey. And to me, it was, my biggest gripe with uh, Force Awakens was books and books and books and books of Star Wars I've read over the years. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, where's Mara Jade? Where are the Solo Twins? Why are you killing off on? You know? And, um, that was my biggest gripe, but I figured they were going a different direction. And it looked like it was going to be okay. And then when Last Jedi came out, they just threw characters in there that didn't need to be in there, and they screwed up Poe, and they, I don't know. I, my reasonings were they just did not put that movie together. Well, here's, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you ex- exactly why. Uh, here's, here's my reasoning on it. When J.J. Abrams was putting together uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, he got the art department together and they put together all these really cool visuals. And so he wrote a script that would incorporate these certain visuals. And I'm like, dude, you were wrong from jump street. You were wrong from jump street. You need to write a great story. And then the great visuals will follow. You don't, you don't reverse engineer that. Well, well, yes, I can say, like when the bad guy from the Empire is addressing the troops and it's this big, like, Nazi Germany and outer space thing. Yes, that looked cool. And it's cool for the trailer. But, like, it ultimately, it was, it was hollow. When I was watching the movie, it, like, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. And that's, it's, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. They're, they're, they're ruining Star Wars. And then I want to get to this, too. Uh, because, you know, I'm a big, capitalist guy and yada yada but they're they're in my opinion they're about to ruin uh tolkien they're about to ruin yes. the lord of the rings i'm i'm really really worried about now that's amazon right that Am- hey, amazon, amazon prime and i have really enjoyed what i've seen on amazon prime you know i i'm a anyone who knows me knows you know i i'm a huge uh car nut i write for that i'm one of the, the geeky contributors to drive tribe community and i love Grand Tour, and I love what they did with the tip. I thought that was right. But, and I'm looking forward to Good Omens, but it's like, nah, it's like, leave, leave, leave the rings alone, please. You know? I, I, I don't know if you guys are going to do it right. You know? I'm a little well, worried. yeah, I, I'm worried too. And just, just as a little bit of a, of a backstory, so everybody's on the same page. And I'm also worried about this uh, this Tolkien biopic that's coming out. Tolkien. Yeah, I'm more optimistic about that one. I, you know, you know that, that 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 should be fun. But the thing is, it's like it's weird, and and I have such an affinity for the guy. Uh, Tolkien went out of his way in the in the the preface to Lord of the Rings to say this isn't an allegory. This has nothing to do with World War One or World War Two. It's just a, a great yeah. story. That's all it is. It's it's not yeah. about anything, but it's a great story. It's not about Hitler. It's just a great story. Yeah, and even you know, even as and you know, I'm I'm a 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm a huge Christian. And even as a huge Christian, I appreciate what Tolkien did, but he didn't, he didn't blatantly, he didn't pull a C.S. Lewis. And I love, I love C.S. Lewis. He didn't pull a C.S. Lewis and say, this is going to be a symbol of Christianity. It's not. It's a story and it's a great adventure. And yeah, everything in his past is going to influence him. But yeah. he wrote it as a standalone. It's a story, and he just wants to bring you to that world. Yeah. Now, here's what I have. I've done a little bit of research into this because I was so heartbroken when I found out that Amazon was going to go ahead with some, like, bizarre prequel thing. So uh, so Tolkien, the only reason he sold the rights, the movie rights, to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is because, you know, it's back in the 1950s, 1960s. And those movies were so epic. They're on such a grand scale. He knew they could never be filmed. He he just knew. You you can't do it. So, ha, 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 the laugh's on you. Now now we enter the world of computers and computer animation and blah, 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 blah. So now we have those movies. But but Tolkien is dead. His son Christopher, his son Christopher, who is the the guardian of the estate and, you know, did the... no, well, here's that, yeah. yeah. So he did he he did uh, the fall of Gondolin and all these other unfinished manuscripts. So he's in his nineties, and he knows he's on his way out. He's he's yeah. about to uh, go to the 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 great mystery. So he puts together like awesome. a board of trustees. Yes. He he puts together a board of trustees to make sure that no one can go in and pillage his dad's estate. And so he puts together this board of trustees. They all agree. And then the moment Christopher Tolkien leaves the room, they undercut him. They they voted. They went yeah. behind his back. They threw him under the bus. And it's it's just extremely disheartening. It's just it's such a, big, a bummer. Yeah, that, that leaves a bad taste. You know, it really does. And 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 the thing is about as far as prequel, well. There actually is a written prequel to everything that happened. You know, so I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I don't well, know what direction they're going to try to take. Evidently, the the word on the street, what I've been hearing from my sources at Hollywood, is it's it's not the Silmarillion. It's going to be the uh, appendices to Lord of the Rings. It'll be oh. it'll be young Aragorn. Uh, running around with the rangers and trying to find Gollum and yada, yada, yada. So it'll, it'll kind of be, I guess, uh, the equivalent of Gotham. Oh, <laughs> I, and, and I, and I know I've, I've heard you and Stacey argue about this. I actually enjoy them. There are some characters I can't stand on it, but there, I, I, I love some of the other character development, but I, but, I just don't, I just didn't have the patience for it. Well, it started out. Bruce is actually growing, growing a pair. He's he's, he's he's coming into Batman really well, and but the development of Penguin and then Riddler is probably my favorite. The, this complexity, and then they have this whole weird, almost evil boy band of villains. And each one's just a new level of crazy. Zaz is depicted great, and Matt Hatter is great, and um. It's just, it's just fun to watch the villains. And the guy who is Joker, who they aren't calling Joker yet, is phenomenal. Yeah. Now, what uh, are, are you excited about the new, the new Joker movie coming out? It depends. It depends. I think Joaquin Phoenix is a fantastic actor, and I think if anybody can play that level, it will. Joker's my favorite villain. 
than any comic book of all time. And he always yeah. asks, Batman, you know, I'm, I'm, Batman's my favorite. No matter who comes out new, I'm always going to love the old Batmans. And, and that's why it makes me so mad when they overuse him and they keep reusing him and reusing him and rebooting him and giving it to Affleck and ruining it. <laughs> but, um, but I think he's going to do great in it. But then I keep hearing they're, they're bringing all this political anti-trope, anti-this. It's like, why can't you guys just make it a movie about this crazy villain who's doing great, crazy things, and, you know? Just leave that out for once. You know? that, that is the thing that I, I just can't get past and, and it's it's almost like the the secret sauce in my well now and you could look at my track record and go you know what screenplay have you written what great yeah. novel have you written H- however uh, the way i base everything that i do when i if, if i'm working on a sitcom if i'm working on a screenplay and this and this is for the other the other the writers out there the point where i start is what if this was real what if this was real? And usually that's when you get your best results. Like Batman, Batman begins the whole Christopher Nolan. Like he, you can tell he started off from a point of what if this was real? Oh, and yeah. that's where you lose me when you just like with, with the justice league, it's like, Oh, okay. It happens. Cause it'll look, look cool. He'll, he'll say this cause it'll sound cool. It's like, no, you lost me. That that's not, that's not real. It's not reality. Yeah. Batman wanted to bring up the doomsday clock and climate change. And, it, and maybe that's an issue for the writer. And that's good. If that's their issue, I don't, I don't mind, but Batman wanted to do Right, and it's like why? It, like with Justice League, why is Batman out rounding up superheroes? Why? Why does Batman? Why does Batman want to kill Superman in in Batman versus? It's just they they lost me. It was horrible. It was hot garbage. I feel bad for the franchise because, like you, Batman's my guy. That's, yeah, and, that, and that's they're my ruining favorite. him. They're overusing him. But yeah, but see, but that's I think what I kind of like about Gotham is I always read um. I liked the comic uh, GCPD, and I liked yeah. to focus on uh, on uh, Gordon. I think, uh, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. Um, the one in the Nolan, I, um, one of my Gary Oldman. I think he was one of the best Gordons. Oh, oh yeah, I thought he did a fantastic job. But you know, you know, the, the young the young Gordon's great in this, and. Um, it's it's cool to see how he's kind of coming on his own. Um, I don't know what they're doing with that Barbara character. That's yeah. <laughs> I I checked out. I checked out after season one. Yeah. I, I I tapped out. The the villains get better. Watching the development of the villains is great. And then um they brought in the uh, Fish Mooney was pretty good, but then they got rid of her, and I think she would have been in She started getting nuts. And see, I I love that level of nuts in the villains. I think that's kind of my guilty pleasure is just watching the crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 always a good time. And then I hear that they've got a there's an Alfred uh, project in development. I'm kind of looking forward to that because it might be James Bondy, and then that's another one in Gotham. Sam Pertree, who is the son of uh, the third Doctor in Doctor Who, is Alfred, and in Gotham he is just badass. I mean, you really you really like Alfred. <laughs> In, in Gotham, but I think they're trying to make it kind of the young years. We've got to see just how Alfred doesn't be as tough as he is in a lot of the movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I, I'm always going to come back to, you know, where's Batman? 
I just I, yeah. I, listen. If I'm going to watch Gotham, I want to see Batman. Now, while I still have you here, uh, I, do you have do you have any uh, fan theories on Avengers: Infinity War about how that's going to play out? I I do, but I don't think it's the direction they're going to go. Um, I think Doctor Strange knows what he's doing. Listen to him. I think I think the whole thing with this is the only way. I think he's the one who figured it out. My my biggest gripe right now with Marvel is you know like they're pushing the Captain Marvel thing and they want this character. So they should have waited till after Endgame to bring her in and then start a whole series with it. Because when you read you know the Infinity Gauntlet and the whole series, Adam Warlock. Or free purists, and a lot of people are always ticked off. Don't bring it, Adam. He said, "Yeah, he's the one who basically saved him." And it looked like yeah. they were going to bring him in at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy because she said, "I created this man. It's Adam." Remember the post script? I said, "Oh, well, this is it. We're bringing in Infinity. Adam's coming, and he's going to turn everybody back in time." And, you know, anybody yeah. who's read it knows what happens. You know, everybody that disappeared at the end of that's coming back, obviously. Um, so. But I don't want them bringing in Captain Marvel to save everybody. It's horrible. Yes, you do. I want her to, if you guys want to create her and push her, bring her in after this happened. If you really want to make it for the movies only, let the original five or five or six Avengers, including, you know, you got Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor, um, all, all the original ones, they're still living. Let them come together and be the saviors. Bring it back to the originals. Exactly. And then I'm go with you on, on to your next generation. We, you know. Yeah. Don't don't I, I introduce don't introduce a new character in the the last chapter of the story to save the day. That yes. would that would absolutely drive me the bonkers. Okay. So yeah. I know you do you do wonderful stuff at theloftestparty.com. You're doing you're doing great stuff uh, there. Where else can people find your work? Well, there's a uh, I've been writing for probably about four years now for Geek Mom, and uh, we get, we're all across the political spectrum and everything. I I am a political in all of my writing and stuff. I like pushing creativity. You can see me there. Um, I love it. I've been I've been you know doing my local. I've been doing the arts and entertainment thing here in here in um, the Southwest, where I've been writing for about twenty years. And. You know, this is the main places online. You can catch me on Geek Mom. If you're into cars at all, so you can follow me on Drive Tribe. I've got a, I've got a little small tribe there, which is um, parts and crafts, and then the literate petrol head, which is I just like to share books that car lovers might like, and then you know crafts and creations and stuff that people have upcycled the things. You know, Any, anyone who who follows me on Twitter, at least in Geek Mom, knows my whole shtick is. I That's said, fantastic. Creativity, creativity. I want to see what people are doing out there, and I want to share it. I yeah. dig it. I dig it. I like. We dig people who draw. We dig people who make music. We do. We dig people yes. who create. And Lisa, I'm so glad you were able to join us. Lisa, the geek mom. Make sure you're following her. Go to all all the wonderful outlets that that she's involved with, including theloftestparty.com. Lisa, have a great day. Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to circle back. We're gonna have to circle back so we can bitch about uh, Infinity War and all that well, other well, stuff. Any, any time now, I figured out how to use the microphone properly. <laughs> I love. It. I love I'm it. terrible with Skype, so. Um, but yeah, anytime. It's been a blast. It's all good. We'll do it again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I like her. I like that. Uh, I like that Lisa Tate. 
I good found people. Her. I take credit for her. <laughs> I, I tell you, keep going, keep going, keep finding them. I love it. We, we we've got some. The the website's going wonderfully. The web the website's going wonderfully. I'm not going to put the cart before the ho- the horse, but things are are clicking along, and there's some Can sunshine on the future. Apology? Say what? Can I tender an apology to some people who subscribed and there was a functionality in the site that I didn't know about? Oh, tell me, tell me. Um, I actually had to approve you to be able to post, so I went through and approved like 300 people. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Gypsy, what have you done? (laughs) Well, I I didn't know you had to do that. I thought once you signed up, you could post. Oh, my gosh. I've never not had an account, so I didn't realize. So I went in and gave everybody the correct status, and I'm going in twice a week now to give any new people the correct status. So within a couple days of subscribing, you'll be able to post. I am so conflicted right now. I'm so conflicted. And you're like, okay, glad you found it. (laughs) Yes, that's it in a nutshell. I'm so sorry. I want to smack you upside the head. However, it like, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, I'm like, wow, people are, <laughs> why aren't people digging this? Why aren't they doing it? We weren't letting them in. I, I'm sorry, you guys. It's I'm not laughing because it's, it's horrible. It's all my fault. I thought it was just locked and loaded. And once you subscribed, there you were. Oh, you know what? <laughs> You're in so much trouble. You're in so much trouble right now. Oh, oh, this. Okay, so we fixed it. We're good. Mm -hmm. Can hey, can can Paul listen? You guys, we're we're now literally talking shop on the podcast. Can Paul do this too? Can Paul approve people? Can I believe? Okay, so if you're checking a couple times a week, maybe Paul can check a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. Because here I am, here I am inviting, I'm inviting these people, like, all you guys, all you you have to do is sign up and you're good to go. All you have to do is sign up. And they were doing it. You know what? Here's here's how I'm going to look at it. Here's how I'm going to look at it, Uh, uh, Gypsy of the uh, slapped head. (laughs) It's all good. We've discovered it. We've discovered it. We've remedied the situation. So now, now we're good to go. Now we're good to go. We were new when did, the when did you, when did you realize did your mistake? Before. No. Say what? Well, we just never did that platform before. So like when we had the, the previous website, all you did was register and you could comment on the articles and whatever. I didn't, I never had to approve anyone before. Yeah. That was new when we moved. Well, hey. Listen, we can't go back in time, and everyone, this is like, I'm learning it as you're learning it right now in this moment, so I am conflicted. I I feel horrible for the people who've been trying to post and trying to post. However, now it's been fixed. We we can only move forward. We can only move forward. But you know how excited I am right now? Yeah, no, like I said, it was... it didn't come with an instruction manual. But but here's the deal. Here's here's the exciting out. part. Like I'm not gonna listen. I, I'm not gonna beat you up over this. Here's the exciting part. It, now it's like the floodgates are open. 
yeah. it's wonderful. It's all, well, it's not wonderful, but it's, it's all, Ooh, now I'm super excited to see what, to see what'll happen, to see what'll happen. This well, is great. I, my apologies to great, everybody. Some great super fans, like our, our friend Mark Abney from Facebook, right? He's, yeah. he's always been there and been commenting and whatever. I'm like, why isn't Mark saying anything? Now I know why. And now he Okay. Can. All right. So this is, this is, it's, again, I apologize to everybody, but like, like I was at the top of the show, you guys, like I've, I've never done this before. <laughs> I've never done this before. So I, I sincerely apologize, but welcome aboard. Welcome <laughs> aboard, everybody. Okay, we got to get to some politics. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to run out of time. We'll keep it fast and we'll move right along. Um, I think the big one between they kind of go hand in hand is, is the the Jesse Smollett thing and uh, Laura Logan from sixty Minutes. It's it's wonderful to watch the rest of the world catch up. And this is something that Gypsy, you and I have said on this show since we've started, mm-hmm. we've always been like ahead of the curve. We've always been ahead of the curve and in talking about the media and you can go back and look at the YouTube channel and listen to old episodes of, of this podcast and the rest of the world is catching up to us. When you have uh, a 60 minutes, like we had Cheryl Axon on the show and she was saying it, it's now, there's no denying it. The, the left runs the media. The media is biased. They just, they just, uh, th- th- it is the, the mainstream media leans to the left. You, you cannot deny it. And now even more and more journalists are saying it. So I guess did I don't feel see, good about it, but. Did you see the montage? There's a video service out there that, that, um, like websites and stuff can use. It's called Grabian. Did you see the montage uh-huh. of the Jesse Smollett commentary when the when Brian Stelter and all those other mainstream folks were saying, "Well, it, we wanted we we wanted and needed to believe that because you know we were we were compassionate." No, you wanted and needed to believe it because it fit your narrative. Here, look at this video. <laughs> I mean, and the video yeah. is pretty great. It's, uh, I, I, I'm gonna need to see that. I definitely wanna see it. But, but it's like, how can you, isn't there a third one? Cause you've got, you've got like the, the Covington Catholic school kids. Where that fit the, that, Kavanaugh. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that fit the narrative. Gotta go get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Covington kids fit the narrative. Gotta go get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Smollett fit the narrative. Gotta go get them. Gotta go get them. And it's like, how many times are these morons gonna burn their hands on a hot stove? Before they learn, and they still don't, it's, it's, and it's like they all got the same pamphlet to watch them pivot. And, and once I say this, you'll, you'll hear it and you probably have heard it already, but it's like, uh, you'll have the interviewer talking to a reporter. Well, it seems like, uh, it seems like the media overreacted. It seems like it was kind of a rush to judgment. They go, well, it, it was, but these hate crimes, there are a large number of, they pivot so fast. They don't lose a breath. They go right to, uh, yes, we're wrong, but there are a bunch and it just, well, it just drives me crazy. The, it's like, Southern it's like trying to nail jello Center. to a wall. Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center dropped their annual report. That killed me. Did you see that pile of garbage? I, I my tweet on that was, was along these lines. I want to make fun of these results. However, I don't want to be on the list. <laughs> and right? it's like, 
I, no. I want to so, know. So I mocked the crap out of them in 2017 because I looked at my racist southern state of Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, awful yeah. here. Do you know what our biggest problem in 2017 was? Nation uh, of Islam a shortage others, of crispy chicken. Well, that too. Nation of Islam, and we had 14 black separatist groups. They were the largest single hate group category in the state of Georgia. That's hilarious. So I did I did a huge thread on it, right, last year because I yeah. love making fun of them, and I don't care if they put me on the list. So then I go to this year, and we got more hate groups in Georgia than we did last year, so I start clicking through them. And I look at the, I divide them down by category. Somehow we went down to 10 black separatist groups. And so I'm like, wait a minute. And I go back to 2014 or 2017. Yeah. Now there's only 10 on that map too. They manipulate their own maps. Because I have the screenshot from last year. There were 14. <laughs> now if you go to 2017, there's only 10. And there are exactly well... two more hate groups nationally under Trump, than the highest year under Obama, I already found two in Georgia they can take off the list. Then we're even. It's, yeah, that, that was my whole thing with, like, what constitutes, what are they calling uh, a hate group? Like, I don't even know what their parameters are. It's like, to me, and it's this is bad and dangerous, but, like, to me, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, they don't even exist. But it doesn't no. even, like, like... It, it, it's like media matters. Yes, they exist and they're not, they're up to no good and yada yada. But like, I really, I don't want to devote. I'm glad you're devoting energy to it. I'm glad that I know you and that, <laughs> and that you know this stuff. Cause like now, like knowledge is king, but like, I, I'm like, Oh my gosh, do I really have the energy to go through here and click and blah, blah, blah. Thank God you do. Oh, I'm, I'm hey. like insanely curious like that. And I'm roasting them tomorrow because one of the new hate groups in Georgia is made up of families who have a victim of illegal immigrant crime in their family. Some who've been murdered. So some of them are actually angel families and they are class and they advocate for border security, support our customs and border patrol agents, et cetera, et cetera. And are supportive of president Trump's immigration um, agenda. They're an anti-immigrant hate group, even though the only type of immigration they talk about at all is illegal immigration. That's – see, now, that's – I'm so glad you know that because that's, like, what my gut would tell me. Like, that would be in there. Like, there's some people who are the victim of crime, and so they're anti-crime, and that now makes them part of no, the Southern Poverty Law Center hate group. That's it's, that's madness. That's madness. Yep. That's, like, that's like George – Seriously, it's like uh, something out of a George Orwell or out of an uh, Ayn Rand novel. People who are trying trying to do good who are now uh, called evil. It's the worst. It's the worst, which is a great segue to the next thing. Like, I'm so happy uh, and thrilled uh, about this this uh, Nick Sandman, the, the the Covington kid, and and his family and their lawsuit. I love this lawsuit. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's a hint for the media and you bozos like Kathy Griffin out in Hollywood. Don't dox kids. It's wrong. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. And and don't like you, you have to do the the basic, the fundamentals of your job. If you're a reporter for like the Washington Post or the New York Times, 
you, there has to be repercussions for making this this poor kid out to look like you know the the love child of of Hitler and Thanos. <laughs> Like you, you can't do that. You're just not allowed to turn some poor kid into a villain when he did absolutely nothing wrong except for smile awkwardly. I want them to be in trouble. I want them so to be in I. trouble. I want there to be a lawsuit. I don't know what the settlement's going to be. You know, they've asked for two fifty, uh, two hundred fifty million because I guess that's what Wedge's dude paid for the New York Post when he bought it. But like, it's just the idea of it. I want them to get dragged into court. I want them to at least get their noses rubbed in their poop. Whether they have to pay or not, seriously, whether they have to write a check or not, I don't care. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I had absolutely no problem with President Trump, Trump wishing young Mr. Sandeman well in his endeavors. Um, because remember, you guys, we all lived through eight years of Barack Obama commenting on every contentious issue in the culture war that he possibly could. Um, yeah. And, you know, turnabout's fair play. Turnabout is fair play. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of not punching back. And I'm literally going to start punching. These people are garbage. They're garbage human beings. Period. Yeah. And, and it's, it's great. You have to start, you know, taking them to the mat. And that's the wonderful thing. That's the other wonderful side effect about, uh, about Trump is like that dude is not afraid to fight. He is not afraid to fight. They say they teased us again with, uh, this whole Mueller probe thing uh, is about to be over, but then they say it's not going to be over. Boy, am I ready for that, that to of. be done. Say what? But that's another thing I'm sick of. Oh yeah. That's uh, that I, when we when we look McCabe back at this this should just needs to shut up. <laughs> people seriously, I don't I don't know if you saw the 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 latest video I have on the well actually the latest one I did was Jesse Smollett and then the one before that is Andrew McCabe. It's like people need to get into trouble. This is yep. this is another one where we have to call people out on this. It's what I said in the video, but it's like I don't want I I I, legit, I, don't, I don't want any more congressional hearings on this because nothing ever happens. No. But people need to get in trouble. It's like when when Mueller wants to go after uh, Manafort, he does it in like the New York, you know, court or somehow. It's like that's what the Republicans need to do with these Clapper, Comey, McCabe. Mm -hmm. All of them, all these dudes who just like go in and lie in front of Congress and they lie and they lie and they go on TV and they lie. And then, you know, the internal investigation of the FBI says, no, McCabe, you're, you're a bad apple. You got to go. Like someone needs to go to jail. Someone needs to get into trouble. Hillary Clinton with, you know, destroying the laptop and, 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 and they're trying to decrease. Adjust, adjust top secret stuff that was on Huma Abedin's laptop that Anthony Weiner had. Like, people need to get in trouble. We can't have two sets of laws. You were the, saying? James Baker, the uh, attorney for the F, he's either on the DRJ or the FBI. He did some testimony in front of Congress and it hasn't been made public, but a certain reporter was allowed to review it and apparently he was prepared to charge Hillary Clinton. He oh, what I, she did, I, I have to think they were. He thought what she did needed to be prosecuted. He was talked out of it. 
how can like it, how how can you convince me like seriously when that kid who's on board a submarine has one picture mm-hmm. on his computer and he goes to jail you can't convince me that that, that Hillary Clinton Huma Abedin and, and a whole slew of people didn't break the law uh, and and that's like that's the other thing with James Comey when he came out and did his you know famous thing there's no no prosecutor in the land would go after this well tell that to the kid on the submarine cuz right. cuz he's Rotten in jail, but he got out. They got him out. Okay, uh, a couple of other things. Uh, Bernie Sanders has, has has entered the Democratic field. We have a huge field of of Democrats now. Did you see the Newsweek cover where they're all peeking through the window? No, I didn't. Oh my god! I didn't look at that on social media. It is so funny. It was it Newsweek or Time, but it has like every potential Democrat nominee peeking through the window in the Oval Office, like that one picture, you remember the one with Biden looking out? Yeah, yeah. It's like the reverse of that, with all of them looking in. It's hysterical. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, just really quickly, of the, of the ones that I can remember, just off the top of my head, like Bernie Sanders, he doesn't wor- worry me. That He's just... I, I think his, his time has passed. I think people... They they love him for what he stood up for. He was the little guy going up against big mean Hillary Clinton. I don't know how I don't know how well he'll do. The one that's really she 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 scares me really is uh, is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris she that that former prosecutor she withheld evidence. A lot of people went to jail. She threw a lot of people in jail who did not deserve to be there. She came down, and it's the it's the level of hypocrisy with her. How how she went after uh, the the pot smokers. How she went after the people for marijuana charges, and then she's on some radio station or doing some interview talking about how much she loved smoke pot and how it just brings people joy. And isn't that awesome? And it's like, man, her ability to shift gears like that, I, that's terrifying to me. Like I, I would not want to, if she was the judge and I was the defendant, I would tell my lawyers, we got to get this court. We got to get this trial moved. Cause that she'll, she'll just do anything to lock you up and then smile and oh, she, she, yeah, she's like Salem witch trial judge to me. It's, it's that level. She's, she's tripping a lot, which I think doesn't bode well. Well, I, I guess she, Biden she, she recently had a, a rally where she churned out a lot of people. A lot of people showed up. I'm concerned yeah, about her. But I, I don't use her name. Um, our friend Dave Goss, do you remember Dave? He started trumpsingles.com. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Uh, he refers to her and always has in every conversation I've had with him since I met him at CPAC. He just calls her, um, Willie Brown's mistress. So. Well, that's, and that, yeah, and, but that goes to the level of she will do anything to win. Right? Yep. She's like, who do I have to bang? Up to who do I have to bang? Mm-hmm. So, uh, who else is in there? I don't know. There was the, the, oh, the, Amy the, Klobuchar, the one that eats salad with a comb. Yeah, that's, but you know what? That's like, in a weird way, that's endearing. That's endearing. Cause she's like, who gets me a salad without a fork? And then she's like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a comb. And then she makes some wacky clean the comb. It's like in a weird way. 
I find it. She was going to eat that salad come hell or high water. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's going to be in there for long. Liz Warren. Another one. Another one who scares me. Like literally, like, literally just like this is my emotional reaction. Uh, Kamala Harris scares me. Elizabeth Warren scares me. Because she... I She's think like her time has passed too. I think if she had run in sixteen, she would have beat Hillary in the primary. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree with you there too. But like, just her ability to keep going when when they're like, "You said you were an Indian." Oh, I only, I, I never, I never did that for personal gain. Okay, you, you did it to get a teaching job. Okay, but beyond that, I, I didn't do anything. Well, actually, you, you, you did it to get into law school. Well, I just, and then she just, she can just. Be presented with the facts and just keep going is, 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 you know who my favorite is though? Who? Well, I'm highly entertained by Cory Booker because I've never met a more earnest person in my entire life. He's the Um, worst actor ever. I know. He, he's just so passionate all the time. And it's like, I know. Take it down a notch. The one I love is, is Kirsten Gillibrand. Simply because if you go back through her political history, she has held every position on every policy issue at some point in time. Yeah. Like, if you go back and look at how she voted, she got elected out of Albany, New York. She came from Red, New York. Yeah. And now she's all about abolishing ICE. Like, she's it, it, insane. And she, she's worse than Hillary. As far as authenticity, spontaneity, and and presentation, oh my god, you can see the gear shifting as she figures out what she's going to do with her hands. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's oh, god, I'm so glad you said that because that you just reminded me of a thing I wanted to do about uh, Beta O'Rourke. There's uh, so much that I need to do. Uh, I, I, listen. Uh, we're, we're, we've run out of time on, on, the, on this show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump over to loftusparty.com, which evidently you guys can do now too. That, that Gypsy's figured it out. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna write a thing about the Oscars and then remind me that I, I, I want to talk about how jealous is that, uh, Kirsten Cinema of, of, uh, AOC. No kidding. Right? Like, she comes in, she's the hot blonde, the first openly bisexual, you know, yada yada, and now AOC is... Right? She's sucking all the oxygen out of the room, and now you've got, like, this hot blonde cheerleader, like, why is no one looking at me? I think that's that's funny. That might have been Uh, why she wore the thigh boots. It might have been. Well, listen, I tell you what, I'm going to encourage that behavior. I'm going to encourage her to do whatever it takes... Uh, in terms of her choice of outfits to get more attention. She's, I, I don't know, I, I find her, I find her strange, not strangely appealing. She's hot. She's hot. I, I like it. Um, we didn't get to Robert Kraft. I'm gonna try to, gosh, there's so much to do today. I'm gonna try to write a thing about Robert Kraft. I feel bad for the guy. I, I, I really do. Uh, like, the whole, but there's something nice in knowing that even like a billionaire, even a guy that successful, uh, still has to like pay for a handy. <laughs> it's like everyone has the same problems. It wouldn't have been illegal if you just bought her a nice dinner. Well, here's the <laughs> just here's, saying. It wouldn't have been illegal, but <clears throat> but then he's so seriously. I, I've thought about this a lot. Uh, but then now it gets very expensive. Like very. if he goes to there's there's something wonderfully naive. Like he doesn't go to the high end 
uh, call girl. He doesn't, he doesn't spend the $40,000 for the weekend. Now what, what that happens is like the $40,000 type girls, uh, they're not going to tell your secrets that, but that's an expensive weekend. And you're like, man, I really just want this one little thing. I really just want this one little thing. And the shortest distance between two points is a massage parlor in Florida and it could, cause you don't, like if you do, if you take her out and get in and buy her dinner, then she can maybe blackmail you. It goes to a really, uh, so anyway, but we'll see what happens. He says he's not guilty. I don't want to get in trouble for, for talking out of school, but even the owner of the Patriots, even the owner of the Patriots and oh my, and he's a widower. The poor guy, shouldn't he get a free pass? He's a, he's a, he's a widower. He should get a free pass. Okay. That is the show. We have solved a big problem with the loftusparty.com. The gypsy's very, very sorry. Very. I didn't know. So I wash my hands of this, but gypsy well, is going to write either. you all apology notes. She's going to start right now. She's got 300 of them to write. There's going to be an explosion. It's going to be so awesome. There's going to be a giant explosion at the loftusparty.com. Thank you guys for your patience. You're awesome. Uh, thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Thanks for your patronage on Patreon. Thanks for telling people about this podcast. Go to iTunes. Give stars. You're fantastically awesome. And now you're allowed on the website. I'll talk to you next week.